Hello and welcome to The Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean cricket podcast with me, David Oram. I'll be looking at the recent major news stories in the region in the company of my good friend, the renowned West Indies cricket commentator, Joseph Reds Pereira. Greetings, Reds. How are you? Well, a little tired because um, I'm doing the 2020 competition sponsored by the St. Lucia Prime Minister. Some $25,000 at stake. And there's a game every night, and not all are in castries. So um, you have to make an early start to get into the the, the, the interior of St. Lucia. And, uh, you know, the hospitality in Denry and hospitality in Mabia Valley, really lovely. <laughs> and uh, two nights ago, we had a real nail-biter. We had a tie, um, Babineau 187. Um, Ansari 187, we had the super over and still there was a tie until the last ball when um, it was hit by a six by an Ansari batsman and that gave them uh, the go forward because they had two sixes in the super over and uh, the, the the losing side only had one. But the tension was great, the crowd loved it and uh, I didn't get home until about half past 11. <laughs> and the Groselier ground wasn't that, that far away. But the competition is getting down to the quarterfinals, and uh, it should be interesting. Um, and maybe more crowds will come out. So, some of the games are well attended. Some The tournament is so fast and furious that the public cannot keep up um, with the action. But it will slow down, and then I think the Cricket Association will be able to let the public know who playing the quarterfinals and where. So I've been a busy, slightly sleepy young lad. <laughs> well, you obviously sounds like you've been enjoying your uh, cricket lately, uh, Reds. Every reason to do so and every reason to uh, to have had a, a very late night or very early morning, possibly, at, at the weekend. Um, the big news of the week, the big news of the year, possibly for some time, West Indies won the World Cup. I, I, I still... The Under-19 World Cup. I still find it hard to believe, and I'm still beaming. <laughs> um, and so, it, it, I can't put it into words, Reds. Uh, how happy are people in the Caribbean right now? I'm very happy, I will think. And because we weren't fancy to win, I think even more happy. You know, um, I decided I will watch it. And mm. uh, myself and my wife went to a movie which um, helped me not to struggle to stay up <laughs> and therefore by the time we came back it was, it was time to start and uh, our bowlers really bowl well yeah. our bowlers bowl well the, the feeling wasn't bad we play we didn't bowl one over a spin and you know getting india down to um 145 i mm. think that was that was well done but that didn't say that you know victory um, was assured because, as we later found out, we were what seventy-seven for five, and yeah. then they were right back into the game, David. Yeah, no, I, I, I confess, I didn't see it live. I was in transit. I watched in inverted commas most of the game uh, from uh, an airport lounge in Istanbul, uh, as you do, and um, certainly covering the coverage as the scores were unfolding on Crick Info. I was fairly confident when it was seventy for two. When it became what was it seventy-seven for five? I, I feared the worst Reds. I, I, I thought, well, that's it. They're going to throw it away. And that match-winning partnership was as composed and as mature cricket as I've seen from any two West Indian batsmen in some time. 
Yeah, Paul, um, Paul and Carty um, really, um, you know, had the discipline. Um, they rotated the strike. Not too many big boundaries. Mm. There was one straight hit by Paul towards the end that just seemed to lift the pressure. Yeah, but they didn't go berserk. And um, you know, initially, I, I thought the Meyer out of the blue, uh, true to way after looking so good, mm. and um, maybe Springer overbacked himself and <laughs> went too big, uh, too early, and we got ourselves in, into trouble. But it's good that um, you know, after some um, fairly uh, reckless shots at the top, um, Pope, for example, just need to take his time a little bit. He's got the power. Uh, he's got the shots. He doesn't have to do a Dave Warner um, and, and hit every ball that hard. But the partnership you refer to, excellent partnership. And, um, you know, a, a great win. I, I yeah. think really um, the, the Indian team did have to say we were outplayed. Mm-hmm. And the coverage internationally, after all the negativity, yeah. the, the Zimbabwe incident, uh, I think um, that was simply forgotten. And that might have even engineered some, some real spirit. But we had to beat Pakistan, we had to beat Bangladesh, and then uh, we beat India, which, which was just great. Well, absolutely. And to beat those those three sides, as you allude to, in foreign subcontinental conditions, they were only side outside the subcontinent to make the semi-finals. To go on and win it is a staggering achievement. But as you quite rightly allude to there, um, this really was a team effort. Every single member of that team and the squad contributed. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and Some played minor parts, but they played it well. Some played bigger parts. And, you know, it, it, it was two men in the middle order. Um, it wasn't, you know, Hetmeyer... And, and and company that uh, took it home. It, mm. it was two two young men under pressure. Mm. You know, it's to make runs um, without pressure is one thing, but uh, they were they were under pressure when they got together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to confess um, that I didn't have high hopes for the West Indies in this tournament. I knew that they were they had prepared as well as they could given their financial situation. Uh, in the run up to this tournament, there was a uh, yeah, what they could afford to do in getting these players from disparate islands together to prepare for this tournament. They didn't go with high hopes, but they went to, as a sort of learning experience and hoping to do the best. To make the quarterfinals, I felt myself, was success in itself. To go further than that was incredible. And to win, it, it just um, unbelievable and, and so so wonderful. Uh, but I know that many many people sort of shared that Lack of expectation. Let's put it that way. Anyway, I'm I'm here. I'm here to confess. Uh, we have had uh, uh, one of our listeners has uh, said that uh, I don't know if he means both of us Reds or just me. That I, my face is covered in egg after I uh, predicted them going out in the quarterfinals. You, Mister David. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's absolutely right. Uh, he also says that uh, I owe him a drink when I see him. I will gladly put my hand in my pocket for, for several to celebrate this success. But no, the, the reality was, Reds, uh, there wasn't an expectation for West Indies to perhaps even make the semi-finals. Well, the West Indies board uh, now has come out and given great details about the caps they've had. The, the last one before they took off was um, in Grenada. 
there was what there were one or two prior to that, and they said that, that the kind of work that they did mm. um, with Gray and West and Cody Collimore, etc., and the the general staff, the strengthening yeah. staff, the fitness staff. Um, some I suppose there was some uh, psychological um, help too. Um, that that was in fact maybe the major factor. Uh, why they did so well. They were well prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some people who, who were comparing how many um, practice matches at the 2020 level that the other teams had. But as you ro- rightly pointed out, um, it might have been a question of cost. But it would have been good if we had had maybe six, um, you know, six uh, 2020 matches. But we had three in Bangladesh, which... You know, we, we didn't do all that well, but at least we had had three. And, um, you know, it, it's been a, a success story for for all West Indies board um, and for the future of West Indies cricket. Oh, absolutely. Um, I was interested to note in one of the uh, press releases that's come out from the West Indies board uh, in recognition of this achievement is that, uh, well, they've they, they, they won the 50-over uh, World Cup. They... Will, we've been told, uh, this side, or certainly at the under-19s, whoever they are at that time, will be playing next year's Najiko Super 50 tournament. Yes, and, and that would be um, good to, to keep the players together. Um, you know, if you go back a bit, um, no responsibility, this present board, but when we won the under-15 in England, mm. the then West Indies board maybe didn't programme enough uh, yeah. to keep these guys together and to ensure that all that talent would have come on. And only one or two players maybe came on, or three players came on from that that, that group. Uh, this is a step in that direction. Everybody is asking, how would the West Indies board um, handle this talent and keep them together uh, so you can see them eventually, um, the majority of them, getting into uh, the test side and possibly the... Um, ODI side and, and maybe even uh, 2020. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's something you talked about on this program uh, an addition or two ago. Is what do they learn from this? What do they gain from this? Where do they go from here? And clearly, they're already thinking and talking in that direction. Um, one of the interesting things that has come out of this success has been the timing. This has happened in the same week in which it's the other reason that the West Indies cricketers West Indies cricket is in the international headlines has been the dispute yet again between the players and the board this time over fees towards the upcoming 2020 World Cup uh, Darren Sammy the captain said they weren't actually threatening to withdraw their labor but there was dispute over the level of their payments it is interesting now that perhaps one can take a, a step back and see that the West Indies is not in a financially strong position and where it is trying to direct its its money, its funds, is towards the younger players rather than the established stars. Well, I think basically um, the attempted um, position by the players, um, I think they they backed off from that eventually. Um, and uh, the board stood its ground at one time, David. It looks like we were going to be on a collision course. Mm. There was rumours that the West Indies selectors were starting to pick a, 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 another team. Mm. And then, um, well, possibly 
orchestrated um, somewhere else. Um, all, all, all the, um, the the letters to the board. Um, it, it appears that um, they didn't feel that uh, they can go through with it. Hmm. And there was a, a backing off. And the success of the on, on the 19 team, I think, had people making little comparisons about here are these young fellows, you know, giving their heart and soul out for the West Indies um, against the odds in difficult conditions. Hmm. And the senior players who are fairly well off uh, are looking um, to create a case for even more money. Hmm. And um, I think all's well that ended well and here's hoping now that the success of the 19 team somehow or the other will feed in um, to the hearts and minds of the 2020 team and they will be uh, just as successful well let's let's hope so i mean we've got to try and see both sides of it you and i pride ourselves on uh, uh, balance um there was talk of it with the 2020 players it being a pay cut um whether it's a pay cut or not, there is no denying that the West Indies senior players will be uh, earning a considerable amount less than they were at previous tournaments. But it seems to me, at least, that this is a reflection on the the lack of money coming into West Indies cricket itself. Yes, exactly. The ICC, um, it appears, have changed uh, the payment uh, to the various boards that you don't get um, a huge block of money just for the 2020 World Cup. Uh, you will get a lump sum, um, $8 million, I think, has been floating around, which will cover a number of events, which, um, mm. in fact, the West Indies Board have to use quite sparingly uh, to ensure that there are 90 players who are now uh, playing professionally and looked after, and the other expenses of, of, of the board. So um, I, I think the board did, in fact, um, did a good PR job in putting out. They were very proactive in putting out the information uh, to allow the West Indies public to judge for themselves. And because they were putting out all that information and challenging the, the, the players, and I think uh, you had Will Hines also coming out and uh, also putting out a statement uh, challenging the players, there was a eventually a backing off. Um, mm. But uh, let's wish them, David, uh, the, the, the very best of luck. The latest position um, regarding the completion of the squad, my understanding is, although the West Indies board has not um, put out their press release, that Johnson Charles will replace uh, Darren Bravo, right. who um, quite rightly wants to concentrate on the longer format. Uh, he missed an opportunity to take advantage of that double he got against New Zealand a couple of seasons ago. He just came off a very good tour of Australia and he wants to maybe um, try to reach some of the expectations uh, that uh, we all had and he, he will get there uh, and now he wants to simply play more four-day cricket and focus on the test cricket with India um, still uh, been talked about of coming for four uh, test matches so uh, that's his call and we wish him every success yeah absolutely um you talked about the uh, uh the, the pr job done by the the wicb i mean to 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 influence the hearts and minds of the caribbean people there couldn't possibly have been a better pr job 
than to win the Under-19 World Cup and show the direction, the potential direction and the potential success going forward of these young players. Uh, you talked about the, 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 the squad. As you quite rightly say, Darren Bravo uh, withdrew. He was one of three players to withdrew, withdraw from the squad. Uh, earlier in the week, since we last spoke, Kieran Pollard withdrew to be replaced by Carlos Brathwaite. Uh, Pollard says he's still not fit. And Samuel Narayan, uh, perhaps wisely, I don't know your feelings, Red, uh, withdrew because he still didn't feel his action was quite right. Uh, he's been replaced by Ashley Nurse. Yes, um, we were on the impression that he was going to have um, an ICC uh, examination of the action. And if that had gone well, he he would have stayed in the squad. If that hadn't gone well, he would have been replaced. Mm. But it appears that the, that um, visit to the ICC lab is not now on, as far as I know. And uh, he wants to to keep working on on the action um, in Trinidad or maybe elsewhere. And hence, he said that he, he he wasn't happy. And I suppose he was worried about being called in. Um, the 2020 World Cup because that will also affect him in the um, upcoming IPL. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I confess, Reds, I I would not be amazed if we don't see Sanil Narayan play international cricket again. Um, I think you're right. I think he will try again in the IPL, but I suspect if he is no board for chucking again, I think, sadly, that will be the end of him. Well, um, you know, it's 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 something which has gone through, you know, in the minds of, of many, and you know, we can only wish him well. Yeah. One, one of the things that um, you know you hear about is that he plays in the softball competition in Trinidad, in Trinidad, where he was playing as a professional. In the, in that competition, you are allowed to pelt. Mm. My latest position is that he has promised not to play anymore. Uh, in in that in in that tournament, because that isn't going to help um, him uh, w- with his action, and I hope that is correct. He's still young enough, and uh, you know a, a lot of people have have had problems with their actions. They were able to overcome it. Uh, how successful he will be? That's another question, David. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned just now uh, the uh, the India tour, Test match tour uh, later this year which uh, possibly is going to conflict with the uh, the CPL. Uh, also in the last seven days, we had the CPL draft. Uh, I'm hoping to have a, a, a chat with uh, somebody who's actually there, uh, podcaster Peter Miller, uh, either today or tomorrow. hope to chat uh, in some depth, more depth about that. Uh, but was there anything of interest that came out of the CPL draft for you, Reds? <laughs> the first email I got from someone who was following it, no Kevin Peterson. Um, but uh, you know you you really have to to look at it very carefully I mean you know the the franchise that got um, AB Villas, you know feel that they they have picked up a a very important player Mm. Um, it it, it depends on how they mesh how how they mesh as as a group Um, and uh, you know it's it's maybe just too soon to see who has really, um, you know, gained um, better players than, than, than last year. There's some um, gains and some losses, etc. 
But in in the final analysis, when the competition gets going in July, then you you will know uh, who is clicking and and who is not clicking. The names uh, on paper is not necessary. The performance and uh, good to hear that the Indian tour is more or less um, certain because a number of West Indian players and in contracts uh, to the West Indies board were not in uh, the IPL draft. Right. And uh, that, to me, is an indicator that the four test matches are, are going to be on. Yeah, yeah. So there shouldn't be a conflict as such there. Well, let's hope that's the case. Um, there's also this talk that there's going to be matches in uh, Florida Reds. Yes, um, that's been talked about. Um, I, I just have my mind going back to 2007 when so South Florida, the delegation head by Lance Gibbs, uh, were trying to get matches in, in South Florida where there's a huge Commonwealth um, you know, uh, support group, a lot of cricket fans from Pakistan, India, Sri Lanka and the West Indies, Australia, New Zealand. Hmm. But it didn't pan out based on the question of visas, um, that uh, they couldn't guarantee that the visas will be all provided. You might get half of the side uh, who were scheduled to play there um, getting visas and maybe some not getting visas. And I think yeah. uh, this this might be um, you know a hurdle that the CPL uh, organizers have, have got to face. Can they... Can they, in fact, schedule matches before getting clearance on, on the visas? And yeah. I would think uh, that they will do due diligence on ensuring that they don't go ahead and then, you know, end up having to cancel. Because the, the, the whole question of visas into the U.S. is well known. Yeah. And um, uh, the process um, is uh, watched very carefully by the American authorities. Yeah, I think you've made a very, very good point there indeed. Uh, it's certainly a question I will ask others. And I hope it's a question that's being asked, more specifically, uh, of the US authorities ahead of the event. Uh, events coming up. Uh, I'm off to flying off to Barbados tomorrow, and I will be there in time to see uh, what's going to be a crunch game. Barbados against Guyana at the Kensington Oval. Uh, we've just had the most recent round of uh, four-day matches. Uh, Guyana and Barbados both won. Interestingly, Leeward Islands also won a game, beating uh, uh, Jamaica. Um, but Barbados can still catch Guyana. Yes, uh, I do hope the, the, the potential of the con contest will attract a large crowd. Mm. Traditionally, I grew up on watching almost test match crowds at, at border between Barbados and then British Guyana, and then later Guyana versus Barbados. And the same thing goes for the crowds at, at Kensington. And because of the situation where a Barbados victory will close the gap, um, you know, uh, almost totally, mm. um, you know, and there's still more matches to come after... Uh, Guyana visit uh, Barbados, they come on to St. Lucia and play the windwards here. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it should be um, exciting. And here's hoping that the Barbadian public will respond because uh, it should be a, a quality match. Sides um, who are totally di different in, make in makeup, Barbados with a certain amount of aggression in, in their fast bowling, uh, they got spin. And Guyana, basically, um, 80% of, of their attack is, is spin, 
with with, with Bishu and, and, and Pomal and, and Moti, and um, it, it should be an, an interesting contest, a contest of skill. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm very very much looking forward to uh, this weekend's fixture. Uh, I'll be there in the company of my dad and other friends. And I'm hoping to catch up with many many of my old uh, friends and colleagues in, in Barbados. And uh, well, I'd also encourage anybody who listens to this, who who I don't know but uh, sees the uh, the Englishman uh, sitting in the three W stand, you know, come and say hi. <laughs> I'd be delighted to to chat to anybody while I'm watching the cricket there on Friday. Well, I know you've lived there for some time and you have many friends, so um, walk with your checkbook and walk with your credit card because you might be buying one or two drinks. (laughs) I dare say I will have uh, more than one or two drinks over the course of my visit. I will also uh, be having uh, uh, a bag or two of uh, the last two fish cakes, as they're always announced in the 3W stand. Before we go, Reds... um, Big talking point this week that came out of the uh, first test between Australia and New Zealand. It's an old talking point that's that's come back. Well, Adam Voges was bowled for seven. It was called no ball. It was then played back the TV replays, and the bowler hadn't overstepped. Voges then went on to get two hundred and thirty something or other. What what, what are they going to do about no balls, Reds? Well, New Zealand must be saying, you know, why us? Because they had a bad call in Australia, a crucial call by umpire Long. Yeah. And I saw the footage this morning, and uh, you know that wasn't, you know, that wasn't close. It wasn't close at all. No. And the New Zealand commentators, uh, you know, just couldn't believe the, the the call was made. And now there are all kinds of, of, of suggestions coming um, from. Uh, Many quarters, um, the, the the umpires simply have, have, have to get it right. Yeah. Um, you know, you 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 you've got to leave some calls to the umpire, and in that case, um, it certainly um, you know hurt New Zealand um, very very much. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, and New Zealanders may also have a, a little bit of complex. Both both of these occasions, these. Uh, Poor decisions uh, were made by English umpires. Um, I can assure them that uh, English umpires haven't got it in for New Zealanders any more than they would have for for, for Australians. But um, it's 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 a shame, Reds, because I people tend to be thinking that the standard of umpiring is poor. I don't think it is poor. I don't think it's any worse or better than it's ever been. But the continuing intrusion of high definition television things like that just highlights errors all the more. Yes, and this was a unique case where, you know, a man, uh, you know, who should have been gone before he got to 10, mm. then goes on to make a double. Um, it's it's going to be, you know, highlighted um, even even more. It's not that he, he escapes at 7 and uh, goes on to make 27. Uh, it, it probably would not have, have mattered that much. But in this case, it, it, it certainly um, was a... A major factor in Australia really amassing uh, a very, very um, huge winning total. Yeah. No, I, I confess that um, I'm not so much in favour of giving no balls over entirely to the third umpire, uh, but I do more wish to see things go one way or the other. Either get rid of technology and let the umpire be a full functioning part of the process and the game, or every decision that can be got more, inverted commas, right, 
give it to the to the third umpire. Well, I don't know if uh, after Edward made the call, whether the third umpire could have then said, "Hi, um, you know, I, I think uh, you might have gotten it wrong." Mm. Uh, we we have seen the footage, and uh, he, he was very legal, and you, you probably need to, to to change the call. Well, that's I, th- I think that was the point that having made that call, it can't be rescinded, and then say, "Oh, it is out after all." which does then lend itself towards the point where umpires won't call no balls either at all or will be much more reluctant to do so because if a guy is out and then it was found to be a no ball, frustrating as that is, that hasn't undone the game as much as what we saw happen. Well, they give other decisions and they have to change when uh, there is the re- review is demanded. And, you know, I, I don't believe it's a major difference if this is added. I mean, they have to do a review and, and decide um, how they can maybe bring justice to all. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not perfect. But then again, when has cricket ever been perfect? Um Mitch, I think that's about all we've got time for uh, this time. Uh, I know you always like to thank our uh, listeners uh, abroad. Yes, I even had an email from... A gentleman that we talked about who tried to bowl left arm spin and right arm spin. And he said, thanks for the memories. Thanks for remembering. <laughs> um, you know, and it's nice to get those e- emails coming from, from far. And it appears that people are um, listening via the, the U.S. Web- website. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, we just want to uh, thank all the people who are on um, our list. Yeah. who are on Twitter, who is on whatever they're on, you know, from Guyana right up um, to Jamaica and maybe beyond because we have uh, our friends in North America. And we'll certainly like to keep getting the feedback from them. Yeah, and, uh, and I'll add to that all the listeners that uh, access us via the internet, whether they're in Australia, Pakistan, England or wherever. Uh, Mace me to thank you, Reds, and to say that this has been the Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean Cricket Podcast with Reds Pereira and David Oram, and we both hope that you can join us again next time. Goodbye.